0: This is the richfield high school podcast today you'll hear about a book review for a young adult novel by elizabeth acevedo about a recent criminal act in which former president trump's name was carved into a manatee's body and a discussion about bias and microaggressions in our school community hope you enjoy for today's episode our podcast collaborated with the no place for hate ambassadors no place for hate is an initiative to make our school a more equitable and inclusive climate For today's episode, we'll be talking specifically about microaggressions. A microaggression is when people's biases against marginalized groups are revealed in ways that make victims feel uncomfortable or insulted. But what do microaggressions look like in the classroom? Singling students out because of their racial background or expecting students to represent the perspectives of others of their race or sexual orientation are two examples. Another example is continuing to misuse pronouns even after a student indicates their preferred gender pronouns. Eliza Morris, a no place for hate ambassador said, I have heard countless people use racial slurs or make insensitive jokes in the hallways or in the student center. And no one says anything or realizes the severity of those comments. When asked about how bystanders and victims should respond to aggressions, Eliza said, people should try their best to speak up against it and educate themselves but it can be hard for a lot of people to stand up for themselves in the moment. Other students had similar opinions. The general consensus was that if someone reveals their biases against certain marginalized groups, others should let the perpetrator know that what they said was wrong. When someone purposefully makes a comment to hurt someone else, some students may be afraid to call out the perpetrator. But when talking about microaggressions, the perpetrator may not even notice that what they said was something that may have made someone else feel uncomfortable. For that reason, another student said that bystanders should subtly and kindly let someone know if they hear a microaggression, and that this conversation should maybe even take place in private. As students, it is important for us to educate ourselves about bias and microaggressions in our school community, and we will continue to collaborate with No Place for Hate to continue our discussions about improving our school climate.
1: Hello, this is Sabrina Porter, and today I will be talking about a new young adult novel called Clap When You Land, written by the author Elizabeth Acevedo. Acevedo is most known for a novel with Poet X, but this new novel is just as good, if not better. Clap when you uh, land is written in Acevedo's well-known verse style. Here's a quick rundown of what you will be reading. The book shifts between two perspectives, one of Camino and Yahira. Camino is native to, to the Dominican Republic and lives with her aunt. Kihira lives in new york with her mother and other extended family members after a plane crash over the atlantic sea the two girls are united through the secrets of their father Kimino and ahira are biological half sisters but until the death of their father had no idea either girl existed throughout the novel we see each girl struggle to accept reality and find their true selves this book was amazing i loved it so much and i binge read it in like one night Firstly, I love how the author includes so much Spanish in her novel, and the verse formatting is really effective after you get used to reading it. Secondly, I was really happy with how natural everything was. For example, the relationship between Camino and Yohira is not fake or forced at all. Of course, they didn't want to love each other or be sisters, but once meeting up, they were able to form connections and also learn how to face um, a relationship such as theirs. The book also includes a main LGBTQ member, which I think is really important to include and add to the depth of the novel. Overall, I rate this book a 10 out of 10. It's extremely well-written, and, and the incredible attention to plot details and characterization and syntax really blew me away. If you have read and enjoyed The Poet X or are interested in reading about family dramatics and secrets, I highly encourage you to check out this book. Thank you for listening, and I hope you check out the book and read it. Remember, a book a day keeps the away.
2: Recently, on January 12th, 2021, multiple sources reported that in Homosassa Springs, Florida, a manatee was spotted with the previous president's name, Trump, etched on its back. This horrifying act was probably done to this animal in response to this year's election. Fortunately, due to their habitat, algae grows on their backs, meaning that the carving did not do any major physical damage to the manatee. And in response to this, an interview was held with Quentin White, who is Jacksonville University's Marine Science Research Institute's executive director. When asked about the reasoning behind Florida's rules of feeding and touching manatees, he said, People like to attract manatees by putting a water hose off their dock, and when the water dribbles out, the manatees will come up and drink the water. They'll try to throw lettuce out there to feed the animals. They think they're being helpful, but what they're doing is attracting animals to people. The same is true when you interact and touch touching an animals. Often enough, diving and snorkeling around manatees, and they will come up to you and they become habituated to people. And this is troublesome because this means that they could be putting themselves in harm's way. Even if the etching was harmless, white responds with the fact that they are docile and open minded, but they are extremely powerful when provoked. The fact remains that the person could have endangered themselves and the manatee. The situation is even scarier because the manatee is an endangered species. The manatee moves towards warm water areas once the cold weather hits, and in South Florida, they move over to the power plants, where they spend most of their time until the cold weather starts to disperse. The cold does some damage to the manatee's sensitive back, thus creating scarring with a defacement because they are prone to scarring. The graffiti violated the manatee's presence, therefore making it hard for them to return to warm waters and eventually the manatee would have succumbed to the harsh cold weather. The harassment to the manatee is unfortunately one of many and will likely to continue due to the species' naive naive nature. There's still hope, though, as according to the Miami Herald, the U.S. uh, Marine Mammal Commission is planning more and more protection plans to make the manatee interaction laws more strict. This tragic event has been brought to attention to famous Hollywood actor Dave Bautista, who is offering $20,000 as a reward in an effort to catch and convict the perpetrator. If caught, they will have to pay $50,000 in fines and a year in prison due to the Endangered Species Act.
0: That's all for today's episode. See you next time.